Dun dun dun, dramatic music. Yeah. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Today's episode is actually kind of a summary-ish of a different podcast episode that I listened to. I'll link to that in the show notes. It had a lot more like research and stuff behind it. So if anyone's a big, huge nerd and likes to listen to that kind of stuff, I'll put it in the show notes so <laughs> everybody can listen to it. But it's all about, you know, failure. And I think that's an important topic because as much as we like to think we're all perfect all the time, <laughs> that is really not the case. So hopefully this will be a good episode on, you know, can we actually learn from failure and stuff like that. So, but before we hop in, I just wanted to remind everybody that our numbers course, the only numbers course you're ever going to need to learn numbers and then how to take those numbers and put them into an estimate, that is at the end of this month. It's October 29th and 30th. Yep. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. It's going to be two days live. What else do we need to say about it? Uh, You're going to walk away knowing, you know, how to create an estimate based on your business's numbers, what you pay your people, what your equipment costs you, what... Your overhead is, and you're going to walk away with all the calculators to help you figure all this out, you know. And well, one of the biggest problems that we see struggling landscaping business owners make is not knowing these numbers. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it is often a case of you don't know what you don't know. Yep. Because how many times have you talked to people, and once you go through like an equipment calculator or an employee calculator, they're like, what? Yep. Like, my trucks are costing oh. me what? Oh, yeah. That's a huge number of people seeing like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, well, some, you, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's one of those numbers that when everyone's like, oh, you need to know your numbers. And you're like, what are these numbers? Mm-hmm. Well, knowing how much your equipment is costing you is one of those numbers. And like Scott said, we're not just going to tell you all of like in theory of what these numbers are. This is a hands-on experience. You will get all of the calculators, all of the spreadsheets that you need to learn the numbers, take those numbers, put them into a spreadsheet for estimating, and then it will just vomit right out how much you need to charge for that job. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We have updated these spreadsheets. Well, we've been using them for like 17 years, um, but we have, we've, we updated them and made them as easy as possible to use. Um, After working with people in the academy, we've really worked hard on, like we said, streamlining it and getting it to where everybody can just have their prices barfed right out. <laughs> so I should, I, next t- time I should probably think of a better word. Yeah, barfing is probably not the best choice. Ever. Probably not. But <laughs> either way, you're going to have the number that you need to charge your customers. And you're also going to know how much net profit you should be making on that job. Mm-hmm. So this little game of, ooh, am I going to make money on this job? That should be eliminated. That oh. is not a fun game. I only like the game where you know for sure how much money you're going to Well, make. the other thing too, and we haven't really mentioned this, is like the estimating sheet itself. Once you learn all those numbers and you start putting in what the materials and all that stuff is, this estimating sheet and the system that we have is going to allow you to print off a sheet to give your team so they know what materials they need, the quantities. It's going to be able to help you do the job costing. Bonus all information. So, we should have been talking about that more. Yeah, Man, yeah, we so really dropped the ball. Well, it's <laughs> all going to be there. And you can get on our early bird sign-up list by going to milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash numbers. Yep. Because that, if we start offering any early bird discounts, hint, hint, 
that is going to be the only way to be aware of those discounts because uh, that's our way of saying thank you to you all for being loyal listeners yep. is we will um, we're really only going to promote that through that sign up list. So get on there so you will know when all that is going yep, to it's, drop. It'll be coming down soon because we're going to mm-hmm. start putting up the sign up sheet, the actual sign up sheet where you can actually pay it for it and get it all signed up. So get on that email list. ASAP. Absolutely. So, all right. Quick word from our sponsors and. Then we will be right back to talk about uh, can we learn from failure? This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which project are making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com, and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try SendGym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to SendGym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. <laughs> okay, we have all heard that like we should learn from failure, or at least I've heard that. Have yeah. you oh, yeah. like... You know, that failure, there's no such thing as failure. There's only information. Failure just equals data. And I like I like that because um, it seems like that we should be able to learn from failure because nothing's always going to work. You know, failure is going to happen and that failure is going to contain information. Mm-hmm. But what research shows and what actually happens is that because we're humans with human people, emotions and all that kind of stuff, is that because failure is kind of uncomfortable – that not everybody looks for all of those opportunities that do exist within failure. Studies have been done, and I'll like I got this information from a different podcast episode that I listened to, and I will link that if you want to go through and listen to a podcast that talks uh, more about like the data sources and all that. But if not, like I said, this is just kind of a summary of it because I just thought it was really interesting because it turns out that people actually learn more from success than they do from failure. So. And it's not that there's nothing to learn from failure, um, like we said. It's just that people aren't learning as much from failure as they are from their successes. And it happens because failure is a little bit threatening to your ego. Because once again, we're humans, we're people, we can't help it. 
And when that ego, you know, your ego gets a little bit threatened and then it just, you, you kind of feel bad about yourself. So, and this is unfortunate because there is a whole bunch to learn from those failures. So in any situation where failure happens, there's really two things that can happen. Number one, you can learn and gain from the experience, although we just kind of learn people aren't doing that. <laughs> uh, and number two, and this is what most people do, is they just kind of sit around and try not to feel bad about themselves because, once again, it's that little bruise to the ego. So, And once again, you'd think that number one, would that learning would be the priority, but the data shows that that just isn't true. The data shows that people kind of tune out because they're too busy just trying to not feel bad about themselves. So... I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. And so if you are tuned out, like if you've done some kind of failure and you're just kind of tuning out and not paying attention, just trying to, you know, hold on to your little bruised ego, then it makes it kind of impossible to learn anything from that failure because you are just kind of tuned out. And I can see that people just getting disappointed, like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this and not really looking at taking it as a learning experience. Oh, absolutely. Because now, like now that... I've kind of learned this because I'm always, you know, have kind of like patted myself on the back and be like, oh, no, I'm someone that learns from failure. Wrong, Katie. I don't think I have learned as much as I thought. I've talked about this in other episodes, but this really hits home for me in more of like my personal journeys in life. I'm pretty good at learning when it comes to business, but when it comes to like health, fitness, taking care of myself, all of that, that's where I struggle. And I think I haven't learned as much as I could have from failures to do that in the past. I've always just kind of beat myself up and be like, I must just be lazy or stupid or don't know how or da da da. When really, when I think about it, it's like, "Mm, I didn't have a lot of the base habits in place that I needed in order to get the goals I wanted and stuff like that. So, you know, so that's just kind of just a little bit of an insight. So if there's something that you've been failing at, and you've just kind of been, you know, kicking yourself around for it, it's like, no, really sit and think about it. There's there's probably something to learn in there. And it's not that you're just lazy, stupid, dumb, can't do it, whatever. So, yeah, And I can see that. Like, well, going back to our numbers course, if mm-hmm. you just don't know it, then, you know, you're, say your business is going down. And oh, absolutely. People get really self-conscious and, and, you know, I'm just an idiot. I shouldn't have done this. Like we've seen it in our academy members and you see their mm-hmm. confidence grow once they start learning this stuff, but they... Oh, completely. How many people come in just kind of deflated and Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get my business together? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And it's really that they just haven't learned from those those failures and they have just kind of been licking their wounds and, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) trying to just kind of keep their little bruised ego. Well, and a a lot of people don't like to talk about it too, you know, because nobody wants to be out there being like, oh yeah, I have a business that's going terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Well, it's funny. You always ask somebody or somebody says, oh, how's business going? Oh, it's good. Is it really like, and like, I'm guilty of it too. People are like, how's it? Oh, it's good. It's good. And it's really, it's really a pain in the ass. Things aren't going as good as that. The lies we tell ourselves protect our ego. (laughs) And because that's the bad part. It's like, if you are tuned out like that, the valuable lessons that do exist in that failure aren't being learned because Mm -hmm. you have to be paying attention in order to learn. Well, that, I think that's key right there because you're not paying attention. You don't know what went wrong. You don't know where Mm -hmm. to even go to fix it. Right. And that tuning out makes it impossible to learn. Sorry, I keep getting farther and far away from my microphone because the dog is leaning on me. I know you can't, like nobody can see it, but I have an 80 pound dog that just keeps like pushing me further away. So if I'm if I'm getting too far away from my mic, I apologize. It's because I got a leaner here. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Are you ready for the plot twist in all this? Ready? All right, dun, 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 dramatic music. Yeah. So even though people aren't learning as much as they could be from their own failures, people are more than capable from learning from other people's failures. Interesting. Yeah. 
In fact, what the data showed was you can learn just as much from other people's failures and successes as you learn from your own success, because people do learn from their successes. Mm -hmm. And so you can learn just as much from other people's successes and failures as you do from your own success. So I thought that was pretty cool. I can definitely see that. It's like when you go do any kind of networking or or Mm -hmm. meeting somebody or doing like some of these field trips that are going on, like if they're willing to share with you what went wrong, you can learn from it. I think it's huge. Yeah. I think a key point is that there is a lot of different information that can be learned and success and failure have different information in them. And so I think that a lot of that information is getting overlooked because, yeah, the people aren't doing the networking and aren't taking the time to do that and aren't talking about their own failures enough. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that we really like having the community portion um, and the live Q&A sessions in our academy is because this gives people a chance to kind of talk about that. And you can learn. We can all Mm -hmm. learn from each other because it's a really like a safe environment, I guess, to talk about that because nobody just like wants to get on social media and be like, well, I was horrible at this today. (laughs) So it's kind of like a safe little bubble (laughs) that we can do that. So what else can we do instead of just like burying your head in the sand and, you know, and missing out on learning from failures? What can you do? What's going on here? So the first thing you can do is it's a little bit harder to do up front. And that is you can just kind of change your you can just well, not kind of you can you can change your perspective on failure and actively look for the lessons in those failures. But that's going to take some effort and that's going to take time and that's going to take practice. But the good news is you can get better and better at this. Personally, I feel like I've gotten better at this. And mm-hmm. I've, I like to look at everything. Like, what could I have done better? Even if anything went all right, I still look at what could I have done better. And it's something that I've just grown into, I guess. But mm-hmm. I guess I have changed my mindset on it rather than just get pissed off about it. And Right. Well, and as you, if you think of it, I mean, we're if you're watching this on video, you can see the gray hair and the wrinkles. We're, <laughs> we're a little bit older and you get a little bit older and you get a little wiser. And I think that happens because like our ratio of successes to failures is is, you know, we have more successes in life than failures. And so once you become an expert at something, it's easier for you to accept whatever failures were in that because you have the confidence in what you're doing in your competence. You know, Mm -hmm. you're confident, you're competent. And so it's a little easier to take those failures. Like, because think about, um, like, we have teenage boys. When they fail at something, they, like, fly off the handle. They throw a fit. They do not take it well. Well, that, they blame other people. Yes. I mean, I used to do it, too. I can see that. Sure. They come by naturally, but it. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a key point. It's so, like I said, that's why this one, this is harder to do up front. It's kind of like a check yourself before you wreck yourself, Mm -hmm. but you can get better at it the more you become an expert at something and just with practice of intentionally being like, okay, what can I learn from Mm -hmm. this? So, and the other thing that you can do that is a little bit easier, it is to just take the ego out of the equation. And this kind of goes back from learning um, from other people's failures, because sure, I can learn from your failures because I don't have a dog in that fight. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, cool. I can learn from it because it didn't hurt my ego. Um, And once again, that's like where our community comes into play in our academy. It's because like, okay, if you're willing to share, then all these other people can kind of gain from what you're willing to share because they can just learn from your failures. I found that all very, very interesting. I think sometimes that might be the hardest thing for some people is to let their ego go. Oh, absolutely. Especially us guys. We're a little little stubborn sometimes, if, sure. if you're not aware, if you haven't noticed. I have definitely noticed. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but once again, I think that is something that comes with age, time, yeah. practice. And once again, the more you become an expert at something, it's kind of easier to let 
go. It's that, what's that called? The Dunning-Kruger effect. It's the less you know about something, the more you think you know. But actually, once you, the more you learn about something, you realize how much you don't learn. So, sorry, tangent. So, all these psychology terms. Anyway, anyway. So, okay. So, ranting on about all of this. So, why is this important to you? Why, do, why am I even bringing this up? Like, this is a landscaping podcast. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> I wanted to talk about it because you can use this knowledge to deliver feedback in a way that your team can learn and engage and without kind of that checking out, without burying their head in the sand. That was kind of my whole point to this rant. So, because remember, keep in mind, people learn more from successes than they do failures. So when you need to talk to your team about stuff, make sure you are pointing out what went right. Mm -hmm. They're going to learn more from that. Like throw out compliments like you've got just like overflowing buckets of them. Make sure you are pointing that out because that's where they're going to be engaged and they're going to be paying attention. So just make sure you're complimenting the heck out of what went right. And this is going to sound a little bit cheesy, but when it's time to talk about that failure, you can talk about it like in the third person. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, what did you do? You did this, blah, blah, blah. You can say, oh, hmm, okay, let's take a look what happened here. It makes it less personal. It makes it more about the information and less about that ego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like when we had meetings, it was we point out what went well. And then some of the things that, you know, somebody had issues, but we wouldn't point out, you know, John over there messed up this. You would not say mm-hmm. that. You're like, and I think this is especially relevant when people are new to introducing systems, new to inter- mm-hmm. implementing procedures, new to implementing checklists, because a lot of business owners have a hard time, like maybe going out on that job and pointing out what went wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard for them to do. And it makes sense. Nobody wants to be the like tyrant that shows up to the job and is like, ah, this is what I think maybe your dad enjoyed that. Well. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's not throw Doug under the bus day. But that can be hard for people. And I have done this in work more than once. When I have to have an awkward conversation, I keep it focused on the information, not about the person. It's just mm-hmm. going to make it easier. Yeah. And I guess my only little caveat is like if you have an ongoing problem, and something's been a problem for like a long time and it keeps repeatedly happening, then you might have to start like pointing fingers. But out of the gate, especially when you're first introducing systems, procedures, checklists, and you're trying to get your team to acclimate and you need to point out, hey, this isn't how our business does this. You don't just roll up and start being like, you, you, and you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. It's like, no, okay, hmm. At our business, this is how things are done. This is how... South County Landscaping goes about doing XYZ PDQ. It's not you did this wrong, you did this wrong. So, it's, Like I've said it before, it's repetition over perfection. Just keep doing it, keep telling them, keep telling them, because they're going to get it right. wrong. And it's going to take a bit. Yes. Again, going back, like learning the alphabet. You didn't learn it right away. You got it wrong and you, you know, you made improvements along the way. Exactly. And so, like you said, it's not to say that like eventually – Fingers might have to get pointed well, yes. if this is if you do recognize that there's ongoing problems, but definitely maybe try this approach when you when you're just getting started to mm-hmm. this. It's just going to make it less personal. It takes that ego out of the equation. So, mm-hmm. but make sure you're showering them. I mean, don't be obnoxious about it. Not like compliment, <laughs> compliment. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, but but just make sure you're free with the compliments. I think mm-hmm. maybe especially uh, supervisors and business owners are too stingy with those in general. You uh, need to be throwing those out, even when there is no failure to point out. Just always just be throwing well, them out. No, I think it's that's an excellent point. A lot of a lot of landscape owners, my dad would do this all the time. He'd only go talk to the people when they did something wrong. Yeah. But when you're on the job site and you see they did something good, they 
picked up the garbage instead of mowed over it, walk up to him and say, hey, great job. I'm doing that. Just point it out to them. Like, yeah, I appreciate some, that. That yep. really shows that here at South County Landscaping that, you know, that's not the kind of work that we do. Yep. But, or, you know, yeah. they did a good job putting mulch down. Whatever it is, just point it out to them and just go personally thank them on it. Personally, you'll go up to them. Yes, because I had this happen when I was a park manager, like early on in my career. <laughs> um, I never saw my boss. I was a park manager. I lived on site. Luckily, I guess they trusted me enough that I was just left to my own devices. And then my boss rolled up one day. And the first thing I said was like, oh, man, I'm like, what went wrong? And he just started cracking up because he was like, hey, yeah, I guess I should come out here more often. <laughs> so but like, I even just naturally I was like, oh, my gosh, my boss showed up. So obviously, <laughs> either I did something wrong or somebody complained about yep. something. So it shows that, yeah, I had no communication with that boss other than when something was bad. Yep. <laughs> so that happens a lot. Yeah, it does. So be free. Yeah. Be free with your compliments. Make sure you put them out there. So I don't know, just to tie this all up in a nice little bow, my takeaways were that we don't inherently learn as much from failure as we might have thought. Like I said, I really thought that I was one of those people that learned from it, but maybe I don't as much. But the good news is you can get better at it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be intentional about it and you can practice it. And I think the other good news is that you can learn from others. So get yourself into a community uh, where you can talk to other business owners. And if they're willing to share and put themselves out there, it can be good for everybody. So and to just kind of keep this information in mind when you are dealing with your staff. So you can give those praise and compliments more freely and try to remove as much of that ego as possible when you do have to address failures uh, in your business. Well, I think this is a good podcast with in regards that it gives you more data. There's actually science behind all this stuff. You know, we yes. can say it all we want and, mm -hmm. and tell you, but there's actually science and, and psychology all behind all everything here. So it's it's important. Yeah, that's what really clicked with me is because, yes, I'm the nerd that will go listen to the podcast that has all the science and all the data. And if you don't want to listen to those, that's okay. I don't, but I'm happy to listen to those and just bring all the information to you. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I will link the episode that I, the podcast that I did listen to in the show notes in case anybody does want to go into more depth about this and listen to the studies that they cited. So, yep. All uh, right. Anything yeah. else? Oh, other than that, I guess make sure you get signed up for our numbers course. Yep. That's uh, for the early bird list, because yeah. as I might have hint dropped, if we're going to run any pre-sales, that's how you'll know about them. Mm -hmm. And that's the only place we're going to talk about them. They're not going to be out. They're not um, going to be emailed through nope. any They're other. They're not going to be on social media. It's yep. only for our podcast listeners because you guys are my favorite. Yep. So definitely get in there. Like I said, it's it's going to be an awesome course. It's going to be a packed two full days of, of training, but you're going to sure walk you out of there. coffee and maybe yes. a protein shake. Yep. Those maybe energy drink too. You're going to be ready to go. <laughs> But there's going to be some time, you know, each day there's going to be some time at the end for Q&A. So if you're not sure on something, we're going to be able to spend some time with you on that. It's going to be a lot to uh, learn, but it's going to be very easy to pick up all this stuff. And it likes it with our oh, yeah. calculators that we have available. It makes it a breeze. So, yes, um, we've made it as easy as possible. And it allows you to see things that perhaps you didn't see before. Like we mentioned, well, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It kind of goes back to that. Like you just didn't know that your trucks were costing you so much per hour. Mm -hmm. You had, you know. Oh, yeah. So. That's the biggest one you always talk about is like well, equipment, is. trucks and equipment. That and people, they don't realize all the stuff that, you know, vacation time, sick time, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's and more that's than okay. If you don't know it, that's okay. Yep. That's why we're here. Yep. So, all right. You got some questions for all me? All right. Let's do this. When were your parents most disappointed in you? Uh, which time? <laughs> um, let's talk about failures. See. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I ditched high school one day in school, and they got real mad at me then. 
I do have some tattoos. They did not like those either. Mm. Um, let's see. We used to live closer to them, and we moved further away. Not that he was even far. It's like no. four miles. But <laughs> they were oddly really mad about that. They were. They were very. I don't know why. I mean, we're still like very. Still like, same we can, I can. Or... I can get there in ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Um. So that was a little disappointing. I mean, yeah. there's probably way more. All right. What makes you feel old? Um, I mean, other than the aches and the pains mm-hmm. or the gray in my hair, looking in the mirror, I mean, other than those or, uh, no, I guess it would be actually working when I'm working with the, the next generation, the up and coming, like early twenties, I'm like, Oh, huh, our mom's my age. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, like, this is the first time that that's really starting to happen, you know, because oh, yeah. before, like when we would hire people on that were in those early 20s, it was like, oh, like I'm old enough to be your like cool aunt or something. <laughs> but now, like when I'm processing paperwork and I'm like, oh, look at that. Uh, you were born when I was out of college. That's huh, how that happened. That's really, really starting to be a kick is it's uh, when you see those. Yeah. When you see those uh, birthdays on their paperwork. Oh, yeah. I, I have one for that. It's uh at the fire station, guys be like, oh, did you see that girl out there? I'm like, ah, oh, she's like, looks like she's 12 years old. I yeah. mean, she might be 18 or whatever, 20 or whatever. Still, but, but you're still like, like, ew, gross. Yeah. That's like, like yeah. my son's girlfriend's yeah, age. No. It's disgusting. That's yeah. when I realized, like, man, I guess I'm old. <laughs> All right, last one. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds? In 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Let me start the time. You don't have a timer. Ooh, what would I say? I would say I think everybody needs to, number one, be easier and kinder than to themselves, not take everything so seriously. Everything always works out in the end, like everything is going to be okay. And that it, whatever you want, go for it because nobody's going to hand it to you. Good stuff. Stuff. Is that was did that sound wise? That, that and was, I, I that pulled was. that right out of my rear. Scott doesn't. <laughs> I do not know what these questions no. are ahead of time. So <laughs> that was good. I mm, like it. Impressed with myself. <laughs> All right, get signed up. Get on the early bird list for our numbers course because really, if you've been struggling with, yeah, I'm not making the money that I thought I would be making, or when people mention numbers, I panic because I don't even know what I don't know and I don't know where to start. This is. Like I said, it's a safe place to learn all that. This isn't one of those places. It's like, if you don't know these, then why are you in business? That's not at all what we're doing here. We're really here just to inform and make everybody's lives better. Um, I really, I mean, that's that's really all I want is landscapers to, you know, make more profits so you can have a more fulfilling life. It's really why we're here. Absolutely. Good stuff. All right. (laughs) Hope to see you guys there and get up, signed up early. Yep. Early bird list. Like I said, if there's going to be a sale, you're going to be the only ones that will know about it. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great day. Hey, everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. (laughs) 